Welcome to Reclaiming Confidence. Join me as I talk about all things relationships, feminine energy and leadership, confidence, and everything that will make your life more fun, abundant, and connected. I'm your coach, Nicole Lillian. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode on the Reclaiming Confidence podcast. If you're new here, welcome. I'm going to be talking about all things feminine, masculine, energetics, talking about relationships, about business, and about dance. So you're in the right place if any of those topics and themes really light you up. But for today's podcast episode, we're going to be diving into something a little bit different to my usual conversation, but always looping back into those feminine and masculine energetics. And today, what I'm going to be talking about are feminine and masculine roles, and most importantly, around the topic of who should buy dinner. So have you ever been in that situation where you've gone out with somebody maybe once or even a few times, and there's this awkwardness at the end of a date or an outing where you're not too sure who should pull out the card and pay for the outing? I know that I've been there before and the guilt and the shame started to dissolve around me having these kinds of experiences the moment that I really started to understand what I wanted. And what I wanted was to feel somebody gift me love. So I'm going to dive into explaining this more to you. And I want to start by talking about feminine and masculine roles. So it's really important to understand that when I am talking about feminine and masculine energetics on my podcast, it is not gender specific. Although when I am trying to get a point across, I will always use the terms male and female and male representing the masculine qualities and the female representing the feminine qualities. Also understand that a male can definitely incarnate feminine qualities and so can women with the masculine qualities. We all have feminine and masculine energetics within us. We all have the whole spectrum within us. But what we see happen in our life is that women just naturally incarnate into a more comfortable expression with the feminine more than the masculine and for males they naturally incarnate into more of the masculine traits and qualities more than the feminine. Along our personal development journey it is so important like I'm emphasizing this massively right now because it is so important for all of us to explore both of these energetics within us to know them, to heal them, to resolve them, to get to know them and to decide where we want to express from in our lives. So just know ourselves more. When I was learning about feminine and masculine energetics and still to this day I am, I continue to learn so much more about myself, about my personality, about why I like what I like and about why I don't like some things as well. So it's a incredible portal to a lot of self-discovery. And right now I just want you to know that they both exist within you. Whether you're a man, whether you're a woman, whether you don't identify as neither, these energetics are just always at play undeniably in our everyday life. So when it comes to talking about feminine and masculine 
roles, when you add that word role at the end of that sentence, instead of just saying feminine and masculine energy, you create a completely different outlook on what's to come next. We start to create this expectation, these should do's and have to do's when it comes to what the feminine should do and has to do, what the masculine should do and has to do based off stereotypical roles and the way that we have sculpted and framed feminine and masculine energy. And because we have planted feminine and masculine onto genders, it becomes an even bigger pressure and expectation. And so in this podcast, I am completely dismantling this whole concept for you on saying that, you know, a man has to be masculine and a female has to be feminine and just saying that masculine energy has its traits. Feminine energy has its traits. And what I mean by that is it has a certain way that it loves. It has a certain way that it loves to receive or loves to give and the way that it feels most loved, the way that it even understands love. The feminine and the masculine are so completely different. They are polar opposites. And we have to understand this before we even consider to look at gender involved with this. We just have to see the energetics for what they are. And what we see in today's age is all of these roles put on men and women based on the traits of feminine energy and masculine energy. So we see expectations put on women surrounding feminine traits. We see expectations put on men surrounding masculine traits. And so now what we have are these polar opposites feeling pressured, feeling like they should do all of these things. Otherwise, they're not being a good enough man or otherwise they're not being a good enough woman, right? So if you have this expectation that you have to buy dinner because you're a man and this is really common for a lot of men to feel like they have to. And for a few reasons, one of the reasons being like, They might feel weak if they don't pay for dinner. They might not feel like they have control of the woman if they don't pay for dinner. And some men literally use it as a way to put the woman in her place. Now, these are some more toxic traits of the masculine. Obviously, they don't sound very healthy. But just understand that a man has always had this role and the masculine has always had this role that they pay for dinner. Now, the feminine, on the other hand, loves the idea of a man or the masculine within the relationship to pay for dinner. And the reason for this is because it is how she feels honored, protected and respected by the other in the relationship. So if the woman is so embraced in her feminine radiance, there are certain ways that she's going to feel honored, protected, and absolutely respected. And there are certain acts of service and ways of giving love and gifting love that make her feel the most love and the most seen. And Sometimes paying for a meal is one of those ways. Whereas if a man was so in his masculine, he would appreciate a woman paying for a meal, 
but he might not see or feel anything particularly special about it. Whereas the feminine does, and the same goes for flowers, the masculine might never understand why the feminine receiving flowers is such a special thing that makes her feel so loved to the point where she even comes to tears, right? But all he knows is that it makes her feel special. But if she was to give him flowers and he's like so heavily in his masculine, his way of receiving love or understanding love or the the thing that feels like a gift to him, not an expectation, not a should do, but a gift to him, might not exactly be receiving flowers. It could be something completely different. And this is where in your relationship, when you come to mutual respect, it is so important to start to discover the ways that you uniquely like receiving love. And most importantly, actually knowing who should buy dinner then, (laughs) because one of us is going to appreciate it more than the other. And the last thing that we want to have happen over time is that if the goal is continuously equality, we start to lose the polarity in the relationship. The goal shouldn't be equality. The goal should always be to come back to love. The goal should always be to gift this person love in the way that they feel the most love. And the only way we're going to discover what that is, is when we have the conversations, when we talk about it and say, hey, babe, you know what? Like, I know that you love being in your masculine energy. Like, what are the things that you do for me that make you feel most like a man? And then he might say, well, I love opening the car door for you and I love buying you dinner or I love setting an appointment in the calendar for you as a surprise. That's when I feel most like a man. And it's like, okay, well, actually, those three things make me feel really fucking special. Whereas I could say, okay, well, one of those things doesn't make me feel special, but I now know why it is important for you to show up that way in my life because you want to feel like a man, right? And not coming from this place of like, oh, I have to do this because I want to feel like a man, but more so like I want to do this because I like the way that it makes me feel as a man, right? So coming from a really healthy perspective of what do you actually want to do and the man, the masculine in this example would come back to the feminine and ask, hey, babe, like what are the things that you do for me that make you feel at your most feminine, that make you feel like you're really gifting love to me? And I would say at night when I make you a tea, when I make you dinner, when I set the bed and I create a beautiful space, like that feels special to me. That is how I gift my love to you. And it isn't coming from an expectation. It isn't coming from this is what the feminine does or this is what the woman does in the relationship. She keeps the house clean and she cooks dinner. It's like, no, this is actually what I desire to give. And when you, again, start acting from this place of coming back to love as the intention and as the outcome and the goal always instead of roles and expectations, your relationship is going to flourish. The tension and the pressure of the should-haves and the expectations are completely going to disappear And you're no longer going to be playing a game by 
fairness. So what I mean by this is, for example, let's say heat takes the bins out and then the next day you go, hey, babe, the bins haven't been taken out. And he goes, well, I took them out yesterday, so you should take them out because then we're fair, right? Like, do you see how that doesn't feel like a gift though? Oh, well, me taking out the bins feels like feels like a chore. It feels like an expectation that I have to do it just because you did. And the moment that we start to plant all of these expectations and the focus is more equality and fairness in the relationship, lots of problems can start to occur. And then we start to feel quite robotic. It literally starts to feel like the whole relationship may as well be mechanical, right? Because it's like, you do this, then I'll do this. You do this and then I do this. Instead of coming from this place of like, I really want to do this for you because it feels really good for me to do this. And this is how I gift love and then vice versa. Now, equality in a relationship is something that is argumentable. And the one thing that it does have a lot of value in is creating freedom in the relationship for both both people. I have the freedom now to decide how I want to give love to you. And without that equality to create the freedom, you can see that we're still stuck in the roles and the responsibilities that society puts on us in our relationships. So when we find that we finally reach the point of equality of, okay, I can buy dinner for you and you can buy dinner for me and we fully support each other in this equalness, then we can move past that stage of the relationship and go into, okay, well, now I can start to ask myself, what is the real gift that I feel like giving or that I can give? And this is a stage of mutual gifting where you're both giving and receiving and this is also known as a stage called intimate communion and this is the most mature highest frequency kind of relationship that you can have where you're out of the stages of roles of this is what man does and this is what woman does this is what masculine does and this is what feminine does you're past the stage of equality and now you're in the stage where The question is, what is the real gift that I can give? We've got to understand that it is really healthy to grow beyond all of these shoulds, to grow beyond the roles and into this stage of a relationship where there is freedom to choose how you want to gift each other love. And when we reach this stage, we can go, okay, if I want to open my door for my man, just like he does for me, I can do it. If I want to buy dinner and he sometimes wants to buy dinner, we can do it. And then the real gift, once that equality and freedom is established, is finally being able to ask again this question that we keep coming back to, which is what is the real gift that you can give. And from this place, so much magic can start to be created. For instance, like most men, when they are acting upon love rather than should, they feel like they are giving love when they 
buy their woman dinner or open a door for her, a woman usually receives such a gesture as a gift and it is a way for his masculine to do mode to express appreciation and honor her feminine radiance. This is regardless of roles. This is just naturally what the masculine might gravitate towards doing. But now he has his freedom and now she has her freedom as well to do it in a way that feels most authentic to their masculine and to their feminine. And as long as it never becomes a role, there are certain things that we are always going to find that gift each other that are not symmetrical between the man and the woman in every case, where sometimes he takes the bins out for the rest of your life. And sometimes she just cooks the breakfast every morning for the rest of your life. But as long as a role is never placed upon it, this continues to be the gift that we keep on giving from a place of absolute unconditional love. And it continues to feel special instead of like an expectation and a must do. So to bring this into a full summary and answer the main question of this podcast episode, who should buy dinner? The answer is it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter who buys dinner, whether it's the man or the woman, whether it's the masculine or the feminine. But it would be worth experimenting to discover who in the relationship receives this as a real gift of love. Like who enjoys it the most? Is it the man or is it the woman? And experiment with it. Go and buy him dinner. Ask him how he feels or you don't even have to really go buy him dinner. You can just ask the question, how do you how does it make you feel when I buy you dinner? And when you discover who experiences it as the real gift of love, then you find your answer as to, okay, when we go out on special date nights, it's going to be you that buys dinner because that is how I receive my gift. And then in return, not by fairness, not by equality, but just by the desire to give the gift of love, the other person is going to do something else that does actually feel special to that person instead of just doing what they feel they have to because of their role that society has given them. So I hope that this was incredibly helpful for you guys. If you benefited from this podcast episode, be sure to like and also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you also are yet to follow me on Instagram, you can follow my main page at Nicole Lillian and you can also follow my other business account called Femme Alchemy. You can find all of those links below in the description. And if you have any questions that have arisen from this podcast episode, be sure to send me an email to info at nicolelillian.com. That is all I have for you guys today. I hope to see you back here. And until next time, keep believing that you can. Bye-bye now.